Ahoy and welcome back to Dillman's Dawn. I am Luke, rejoined by my uh, normal co-host Janine. Right, we'll go ahead and say normal. Wink. And also, uh, rejoining us for this one is Kaylee. Hello, good to be back. Hello. Uh, once again, I am Luke, he, him, sometimes they, them, just as a treat. And, uh, Janine? Oh, uh, she, they. And I'm she, her. And, uh, yeah, Janine wasn't able to make it last time because some things came up for her, and we also didn't really get to discuss some of what I wanted to bring Kaylee on for, which, like, I realized i talked about in the episode but then we had like 16 characters or so to add and it kind of went long huh yeah so janine welcome back you've listened to the previous episode i have most of it would you have supported the fat tony no Well, I I have opinions, uh-huh. is what I'm going to say. Well, um, we... go ahead. No, no, no. Let's let's wait for like in proper introductions into this oh, or what, other what other is. news first too, yes. as well, so that we can get off cleanly, maybe. Oh, fair, fair enough. Uh yes, this is Doman's Don the weird simpsons one piece mashup podcast where we are recapping one piece generally arc by arc because it really would be weird to go and just do a random string of episodes um matching up simpsons characters talking about what contemporary episodes came out at the same time and yeah that's that's pretty much the show. Uh, we are here for the second part of Arlong Park, Arlong Park 2. Shark. Lost World, yeah. Yeah. I feel like Electric Boogaloo has kind of become its own thing. Let there be Arlong. How about that? Uh, the Search for Curly's Gold has always been my favorite subtitle. That is a pretty good one. Kaylee, do you have any favorite sequel subtitles? Uh, Arlong Park to the Way of Water. Ooh. Timely. Arlong Park 2 and the Golden Army. We don't really talk about Hellboy anymore because the <laughs> bad reboot movie kind of killed all of that off. Alas. Yes. Uh, well, we did have some domens from, or we did have some domens from the last episode that I did want to bring up. One of them was the piece talking about Oda's writing on women uh, was actually on Anime Feminist. You can find it linked in that last article. The Art the Genius Bart's Nightmare was a reference to the art of Saul Steinberg. And I mentioned that you'd be able to find me in that upcoming weekend at Space, potentially on Saturday, but the episode did not go up on until Monday. And I was also actually there for both days. People bought comics. It was great. 
so that was some things that I wanted to follow up on from the last episode. Uh, but yeah, Janine, you weren't here, and so we I did what I could to try and represent your viewpoint and the, the the fat tony discussion we can't really relitigate something that is in the books because we have cover art <laughs> uh it's completely fine if we don't get um our wonderful artist to 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 work on that one again but i i do have thoughts uh-huh uh-huh um i feel like my choosing of uh, different Satans, uh, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, devil or devil Flanders, uh, came up with the, like, it came from, it came from a place. Um, which was the, 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 the promise, the deal that was then ultimately, you know. Ringed on. Yes, yes. So, um, I mean, I could see how Fat Tony would be able to do that, too, mm-hmm. as well, um, as he has lent the Simpsons money uh, before. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I feel like just like the, the selling your soul, like it, it kind of felt like that that was that thing. And I don't know if just like the child stealing aspect was like enough for the character but um, you know, at the end of the day, he stole a child. So, like, I could see Big Daddy also working mm-hmm. in the child stealing there. category. Well, if it makes you feel better, there's literally a hell prison in a couple hundred episodes. So, what piece is wild? <laughs> Luffy goes to hell. Is that a subtitle to an episode? Actually, that might be. And then there's the secret gay level on hell. It's great. One piece is wild. <laughs> uh, wow. But uh, yeah, this week. Well, uh, do you have any other commentary on uh, the choices that were made? I liked your pick for Nojiko a lot better than what I was like thinking about going for and uh, moving um, Tattoo Annie down to Bellamere. Mm-hmm. I think like watching the um these lots of episodes definitely kind of made me feel like okay like I could see some crossover some nuance there that I can be able to like agree like that that fits pretty good with the character as as they stand. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, uh I am happy to have both of y'all here and especially to have you back Janine because uh you know you are my co-host. You are the, I want to say Bozen, but I don't think that's technically the name for the second person in charge of the crew. Because there's like, I think the cap, the Bozen is like the field leader of the ship. Because I know, it's, I don't think it's like first mate, but we're not here to discuss pirate semantics. We're here to discuss uh, One Piece episodes 38 through 45. And those episodes are... Luffy in Trouble, Fishman versus Luffy Pirates. Luffy Drowning, Zoro versus Octopus Hachan. Proud Tall Warriors, Dramatic Battle of Sanji and Usopp. Luffy's Best, 
Nami's courage and the straw hat. Bursting out, Fishman Arlong, fearsome attack from the sea. The end of the Fishman Empire. Nami is my friend. Setting out with a smile. Farewell, hometown. Kokuyashi Village. Bounty. Straw Hat Luffy becomes world famous. Once again, these episodes ran from August 23rd through October 25th of the year 2000. Which, where are those flying cars at, everybody? And it's definitely a lot cleaner. Uh, So the pirates essentially come in to more or less get revenge for Nami with Luffy knocking Arlong across the base while the villagers watch. Momu gets a triumphant return. And so Luffy just digs his legs into the ground and uses Momu to knock out all the unimportant fishmen before tossing him away. And that leads to the big predicament, which is Luffy can't get his feet out of the ground, which... I appreciate it as a, why doesn't this whole thing end up moving faster? It's valid enough. (laughs) And so uh, Arlong ends up pushing the trapped Luffy into the water, and the rest of the party has to split up to fight their mini-bosses. Zoro fights Hachan, who seems like a fool, until Zoro's wounds start opening up. And we don't really have a good idea of like how long it's been between the Baratier arc where Zoro literally got the front of his stomach slashed open and like this whole arc which I realize is like oh well if it's like the same day which is kind of how it feels that's one thing but if it's been like two or three days it kind of makes a bit more sense yeah and then I think it's Usopp who says it feels like we've been here forever and I'm like but but how long has it been I don't Mm -hmm. know (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Hachan attacks with six blades, but Zoro is able to finish the fight by borrowing Johnny and Yosaku's swords. Sanji, meanwhile, wants to save Luffy in the water where Genzo and Nojiko are trying to revive him. And he has to deal with uh, Kurobi, the karate master's underwater fishman karate, and wins by forcing air into his gills and then kicks the shit out of him on land. Which I never really remember how that fight ends compared to the others. It just kind of happens comparatively. I love it. It It's very good. And also I hadn't noticed real... Uh, I hadn't noticed before this watch how often Sanji does use his love is like a hurricane line. Because it's like... Uh, in the video games he says it all the time. And it's like, I don't remember him saying that. And it's like, oh, no, my memory is just very bad. Uh, And then, probably my favorite fight out of these, Usopp gets chased out by Chu, uh, running out of Arlong Park, and he debates hiding until he remembers that he promised to not run away, and is able to overcome his fear and overpower Chu, lighting him on fire, and then probably giving him several fishman concussions. Love the Shinji Akari moment. Yeah, it... Usopp is a fascinating character, and I, I don't think I remember to ask last week. Uh, Kaylee, did you watch the dub or the sub? I watched the dubbed. Fair. Uh, that's what I watched, too, because I'll do something else while 
watching most of the time. And like Sonny Strait has talked about how much pride he takes in basically challenging himself to top the Japanese voice actor. Oh, wow. Like he he goes whole hog in on it. I, uh, yeah, I I enjoyed the English voice actors. I also enjoyed the four kids ones, but we that that, <laughs> that I did not watch. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, you shouldn't have to do that. Uh, so Zoro holds off Arlong long enough to get Luffy free. Luffy fights Arlong blow for blow and literally bite for bite, and eventually he starts taunting Arlong which sends him into a rage. So he pulls out his saw blade and the battle moves into Nami's former map room where she was forced to draw sea charts. Luffy breaks the blade when Arlong talks about how he's using Nami, starts destroying charts, and then drives Arlong through the fucking floor demolishing Arlong Park. And then he climbs from the wreckage and promises Nami that she will always be his friend, which here's. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is when Nozumi, the shitty Navy rat man, shows up and tries to steal all the money. And so Zoro beats the shit out of him, forcing him to swim off. And he declares them to be enemies of the government. So Luffy gets a bounty and news of this spreads across the globe because he has the highest bounty on the East Blue. The village celebrates their freedom for three whole days. Nami changes her tattoo to honor Ginzo and Bellamere. And as she leaves town, she gives the million berries that she had collected to the island. But then as a going away, steals all their wallets. And we do get like some really nice moments, like the ghost of Bellamere kind of pushing Nami to go out on her own is very good. Oh yeah, that had me crying on the bus. Oh no. And uh, then we get what becomes sort of a staple of checking in on some of the other characters as they find out that Luffy has this 30 million berry bounty. Uh, along the way, Admiral Fullbody returns and gets the shit kicked out of him, which I think is only in the anime. And then uh, we also see Mihawk goes to share the news with Shanks and they get drunk. And yeah, that's... Like, kind of a nice clean in to the arc. Mary should have died. <laughs> oh. I hate that Mary was the first person we saw. I hate that he that he just, like, was just so alive and not dead. Personally, I was offended. I don't want I don't want my children to be watching a show where Mary gets to live after after being attacked after like it man. being such like a big deal that he was like betrayed and then like attacked and then like had like a dying like last thing he had to say and then like oh no he gets better Mary is the butler who briefly shows up uh for your reference Kaylee yeah, is he like a, a sheep person? No, that, that's just that's, that's just his hair, and he gets yeah. to live his life like that. 
This was my same problem with Nizumi last episode. I was like, I don't know if this is just a style thing or if they're animal people, like Arlong's fish people. So this, like, was... yeah, like, like there's there, there's clearly animal people. Like there's animal animals for crying out loud. So, so several there animals are... stacked on top of each other. So there is the fishman and mermaid species there are animal people species that we get into later and there's also people who have devil fruit that turn them into animal people wow mm -hmm. and then they're just people who just do this for fun yeah wow you know, casual cosplay you could have a one piece oc and also have it be a homestuck oc and like it would look just fine in either oh one my god that's terrifying. I mean, uh, there is some bullshit that happens later on where it's like, oh, you see this thing that has transformation powers and you think that it's an elephant that ate a devil fruit? No, they fed a devil fruit to a sword and now that sword turns into an elephant. Huh. Science. <laughs> wow. Yeah, one piece is wild as hell. Yeah, so I know we had kind of talked about how, like, Nami basically has a bunch of horrible things happen to her. Uh, how did you feel about Nami's arc overall in this, Kaylee? And also Janine, if you'd like to comment as well. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really interesting, again, as like a relative newcomer to the wider One Piece lore. Um, like at last episode, I, I spoke a bit negatively about the pacing, but, um, watching the end of the arc, I will say like a good part of this, like sort of decompressed storytelling is that we do get a lot of really strong character moments. Like again, Nami seeing, you know, talking to like the sort of apparition of her mom, like if, in, in a faster paced storyline, I don't think we necessarily get moments like that. So I think that does like make the story and the characterization richer. And it was like a very interesting, very complicated and a little convoluted story, but I liked Nami a lot in this arc. Yeah. I, I, I think that she does get a very interesting development here. And then kind of, we're going to see where she goes and kind of how the trauma has more or less affected her personality in some ways, or a question of, is, does she act the way that she does moving forward because of how she was forced to survive? This show had so much background on so much, um, like, just like, I think there was a point where there was a flashback and a flashback. Mm -hmm. And, um, and towards the very end of it, the fact that the one thing I the one thing I just accepted because it's one piece and there's style decisions, uh, <laughs> the one thing that I I never questioned at all is like why Genzo's why pinwheel. does this yeah Genzo's pinwheel and and the yeah. fact that they explained that for free, no additional money needed. Here you go, mm -hmm. was able to find out oh it's closely connected to Nami. More than him. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, and you and you only learn that after finding out that she has a tangerine pinwheel tattoo. 
mm-hmm. like like just so that like oh by the way this is why this is really gonna be much more important to you emotionally by the mm-hmm. way and that's just that's just special i mean like I honestly feel like there's a there's a lot of different stories that like inside of their narratives they um they give too much or like the when you contact and talk to the the creator and the writer like you can just like learn like a little bit too much and like there's just backstory building that is just like way too detailed for me but um I kind of enjoyed that in this i guess it's because it's like it's it's just it's just all unfolding now and um i don't have to read maybe that's the difference i don't know that's well, a it, that's a janine issue right now well i i think the other part of it though is like you don't need to like consider where it comes from. It's something that's commented on. Like when you do get the origin, it is like, oh, you see that it's because like Genzo is essentially her foster dad in so many ways. Yeah. It, like... it is this slight thing that it's kind of like, oh, it really puts him in a different light. But it's like he did this so that she wouldn't be afraid of him. It was really cute. I was surprisingly touched about this very ridiculous pinwheel. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, do we have any other general comments about this? I probably would get that pinwheel tangerine tattoo. I think it's like a popular one that people have gotten. I will say we are going to see one of the Arlong henchmen going forward in once more a couple hundred episodes. Uh, any guesses on which one? Uh, Hachan, because you told me earlier. Oh, last yeah. Episode. I, I forgot that I mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that they do in the manga series is they'll have sort of uh, chapter uh, illustrations where they'll slowly tell a story over each over multiple chapters with each one being like a different scene and uh we'll see one of those adapted in the next episode but uh Hachans is never really adopted or adapted but he gets out and then starts a takoyaki restaurant in the ocean huh wild mhm Hachan is not entirely innocent but I will give him the benefit of the doubt. That really reminds me of this tweet that I made earlier today. I'm not lying or like tweeting after the fact. We are recording this after I had tweeted it. Here we go. Takoyaki, that's also an edible. That should be a thing and then delivered to me. Oh, wow. (laughs) And Hachan can get that for you. I like mean, I kind of just like feel that's kind of related. I mean, looking at him, it is octopus balls. Yeah, I mean, one piece is the reason why I've had why I tried takoyaki in the first place, and I enjoy it. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
We are pro takoyaki. All right. Well, uh, this week we only have three characters who we are going to be discussing, and all of them are kind of weirdly minor in a lot of ways. Uh, up first, we have Brenu, whose name is a pun on brand new. And he is the guy who gets to give people their bounties. And I had three suggestions for him. Uh, the first one that I kind of feel like fits the most is Officer Lou from the Springfield Police Force. Uh, second, just because he's very much a I want to stop out crime and that's why I'm giving him a high bounty, I had Rex Banner. And then third was just, uh, if we don't want to throw anyone big, Garcia, who was one of the police in the episode where Marge joined the police force. Janine, what, what are you thinking for uh, Brenu? Well, um, I just I just checked the wiki for like a little bit just to get just to get a little bit more information if this person's going to be around for a little bit or longer. So um, I had Principal Skinner as being an authority figure and uh, Rex Banner. And uh, Kaylee, what, what are you thinking? Uh, well, first, I just have to say I really love this character name. Mm -hmm. Like this really feels like uh, a last minute deadline editor knocking on the door for the pages. And you're just like, oh, God, what do I name this character? Uh, brand new, brand new, brand new. Um, so I love that for him. Mm-hmm. Um, physically, he reminds me a lot of Disco Stew. Once I saw it, I could not unsee it. With the oh. sort of se semi-green afro, very pointy sideburns, the deep V exposing the chest. Mm -hmm. The sunglasses. Yes, the sunglasses. Um, did not think to check if he had the clear platform shoes with dead goldfish, unfortunately. No, I feel like he that would be against his vision of justice. Probably. All right. Um, well, considering that Janine and I both had Rex Banner, I'm, I'm good going with Rex Banner. Rex Banu? Uh, uh, Rex Banner, who Rex famously fought. <laughs> I didn't re pick up on uh, the play on words. Uh, yeah, Rex Banner, who famously faced down the Beer Baron and lost. Um, I mean, I don't want to discount the idea of Disco Stew. Um, I was personally thinking about it, uh, looking at the character. The first thing that came to my mind was when Lenny Kravitz was on The Simpsons, but we have not gone to that season yet, so... Another one that slips through my fingers like sand. Through the hourglass. Uh, yeah, I, I, we will have better opportunities for Disco Stew just because of how weird One Piece is. There's literally a guy named Disco. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. Uh, I mean, he is a absolute garbage person. <laughs> oh, damn it. Well, I don't really rec I don't really remember anything like that's endearing about Disco Stew other than how disco he is. I think he's kind of a dirtbag in other aspects, wasn't he? 
I mean, he tries to hit on Marge and then backs off as soon as he's, as soon as he sees that she has kids. Damn. Uh, but I, I feel like Rex Banner is also the sort of law enforcement type that we need. I think it has to be Rex Banner just for the wordplay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got Rex Brando. Banu. We then have John Giant. Another excellent a, character name. Who is a literal giant. Uh, giants, another species in One Piece. Sure, that's a thing you can just casually say. Okay, yeah. see, people are not real, but giants are. Just so we're it's clear. Just, yeah. Uh, and who did you... Uh, who did you have for uh, John Giant Janine? Um, keeping up with the idea of uh, different people of authority, I had Super Nintendo Chalmers. Um, <laughs> but then I was also thinking as I was scrolling through and kept scrolling through and kept scrolling through and realized how much this one keeps on popping up and i was like what's stopping me from blowing homer wow probably not the best way to have phrased that probably the episode title what's keeping me from blowing homer good night everybody that's our show (laughs) what is keeping you from blowing homer janine Oh, only only a pair of tidy whities and a thin layer of denim, my friend. Oh my um, god! <laughs> and then also as a backup, I do have Evil Homer from but Evil oh, Homer dancing uh, on oh. Good Homer's grave. Uh, yes, that's the Homer. Day. Okay, okay, whacking day, Homer. I am evil, Homer. I am evil, Homer. Uh, Kaylee, who did you have? Uh, again, I, I guess I'm like very literal when I see the character or their name because I I saw he was a giant and his name was John Giant. So I'm like, okay, who are who are the giants? So my first pick was um, the Lard Lad Donut Boy who comes to life in Treehouse of Horror. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um. Then my second super literal choice was Paul Bunyan Homer from the Simpsons Tall Tales episode. Um. Excuse me. He has not premiered at this point. Damn it. Uh Yes. Sorry, singing hobo, not stabbing hobo. Who told this tall tale? So I guess it's a uh, lard lad donut boy for me. So I had two suggestions here. And the first is one of those characters who's like, oh, they apparently gave him a real name. Uh, That would be Very Tall Man, who first appears driving a small B&W God! And then Nelson laughs at him and he gets out and he is like over eight feet tall and he gets everybody to awkwardly laugh at Nelson because he's a full grown adult uh, embarrassing a kid. That's pretty good. And the second one I have is the Southern Sheriff from the one where the Simpsons go to 
Florida, who uh, I just like him because he's voiced by uh, Diedrich Bader, who underrated Batman. I do love Diedrich Bader here. Mm-hmm. It's a Southern Diedrich Bader. Yeah, so I'm more pulling for very tall man just because all we know about John Giant really is he has a sense of order and he is a very tall man. And thus we enter the three-way debate. Well, technically, Lard Lad Donut Boy also has a sense of order because he needs his donut back and Homer <laughs> needs to give it back. <laughs> or he will be punished for his act of thievery. That is true. I mean, like, also, like, Lard Lad is an antagonist. Antagonistic forks. Um. There's not much keeping me from blowing Homer. <laughs> As previously established. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, w- I will say this, Janine, next episode, if you want to go very literal, there is an opportunity to... Now, even if I just say the phrase, use Homer, it feels dirty. <laughs> I don't know, this was this kind of Simpsons podcast. No. <laughs> uh, you know, I... I am still on the side of very tall man, but it sounds like the two of y'all are good to go with Lard Lad, which I feel like I have less of an issue burning him at this point. So, I'm good to go with Lard Lad. Alright, yes. Lard Lad it is. Huzzah! And, and then last up we have Yoru, who uh very much a background character. He has slightly more to do in the manga where he and his wife Chicken show up early on. He is a fishmonger. Uh, and yet Haley, he's named to a woman named Chicken. Mm-hmm. Make it make sense, One Piece. Yeah, it's a small village. He works uh, with fish all the day. Uh, Sometimes Haley, he wants to you? eat chicken. Very confused by Chicken of the Sea. Uh, Who did you have for this kind of Jack Nicholson looking guy wearing a hachimaki? Um, My first pick was Akira, who works at the Japanese restaurant in Springfield, Mm -hmm. who is occasionally voiced by George Takei. Again, the very literal selling fish. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, not voiced by George Takai. Uh, that's, uh, oh, no. Because I, I made that mistake. Oh, wait, nope, nope, he was. Just weirdly, one of the Simpsons wikis did not have him credited, uh, a mix of Hank Azaria and George Takai. Yeah, I think he did it maybe in his first appearance, and then Hank Azaria did a very questionable accent that we put in the dustbin for now. Yeah. I made a... No! Uh, Hank Azaria, very good in Brockmire, which I finally got around to binging. Uh, 
Fair. Uh, so did you have anyone else along with Akira? Uh, possibly also the uh, food vendor from Homer versus uh, New York City. Oh, the Klavklavash vendor? Yes, Kuklarash. Oh, God. Klavklavash. Klavklarash. Yeah, I got Gavin a shirt with crab juice on it for Christmas last year. Do love the crab juice. Better than Mountain Dew. Uh, so Yoru never really serves a big point, so I had two options for him. One of them is the ye old butcher shop proprietor, and the other is Toshiro, the assistant sushi chef from the Happy Sumo, who famously cuts the fugu wrong. Uh, Janine, who did you have? I had... Uh, Jeremy Friedman, also known as the squeaky-voiced clean teen clerk. Wow, um, he has a name. And then also I decided to go for the very famous um, employee of the Quickie Mart. I am, of course, talking about James Woods. Hmm. The actor James Woods who was famously an employee of the Quickie Mart at one point. You know, they have similar hairlines. I I think you got I think I I'm I'm convinced with James Woods. Cuz you know, it's James Woods. We're probably never going to have an important character come up where it's like that could have been James Woods. James Woods. Hopefully not. Yeah. I mean, my only other choice was uh, another person from the Quickie Mart, but let's go ahead and leave that one in the grave right now. Fair enough. Uh, so I'm good with James Woods. Kaylee, are you good with James Woods? Uh, in general, no. Yeah. But for the purpose of this, sure. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that that is a nice and quick episode. We get those every once in a while when there's not too many people or not a lot to discuss. Though I think we did have a good discussion here. Uh, well, uh, as we kind of wrap up this episode, Kaylee, anything else that you would like to add? Any thoughts? Uh, did this convince you to stick with the series or are you just tapping out here? I'm kind of curious. I don't, I, I get like a, a show with over a thousand episodes. I don't think I can make a full commitment to that, but. Oh, there's, <laughs> there's plenty of good places to just drop out. Yeah. But um, as I mentioned last episode, my husband's a big one piece fan. So now we have something to talk about and he's watching one piece. Now maybe I can like drop in and remember this one story arc I watched. Hey, where's Gin? When is Ginzo going to come back? Everybody's asking about Ginzo. It's my new favorite character. I mean, Ginzo does have the great look for the summer. Does guaranteed to not traumatize kids. Just need that pinwheel. <laughs> it's good to know. All right, uh, Janine, you got anything else to add? Mary, 
If I ever find you a fictional character that does not exist in real life, I'm, I'm going to find out what is going on with those horns. And if they are attached to anything that is hair or scalp or bone, well, I just hope you have very good health insurance. Uh, oh my god I hate Mary so much (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've just walked into this feud I knew nothing about previously well like this this killer who kills people for fun and is like really good at killing people and was like so built up so much as being like this deadliest motherfucker like he like straight up like stabs this guy with his like knife hand and like then mary goes down and spends the entire night just bleeding out but then like he's like they, they find him later at like noon or something and he's like fine mm-hmm. like he's 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 like bleeding and like he has his last moments he has like these these words that he says and then like he just like goes over and then like the next morning he's up damn like he's his even like like supposed like where it looked like he could have died that right there like was like a big like motivating moment and like like that was like i didn't feel like it was like taken away because like he wasn't like that important but like it means a lot less now that he's alive you, you know don't like that he clung on to life yeah like that hard like you don't you don't get stabbed that hard and then just like sleep it off i guess well, apparently Kaya in the manga helps him not die when she finds him. If that's how he didn't die. Well. Maybe she made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong kid died. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for joining us for this episode. Uh, if you'd like to find more about Kaylee online, where can you fi- where where can people find more of what you do, Kaylee? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ronchronchronch. That's R O N C H times three. And I also uh, write at womenwriteaboutcomics.com, looper.com, and lots of other places online. And Janine, how about you? Uh, you can be able to find me online at Janine Juliet. Um, also, Luke's shows. Yeah, I'm really tired. I don't want to like list off everything. So that that's 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 all you're getting for tonight. Fair. And Luke, where can you be found? Oh, thank you, Luke. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at at Coltrick. That's K U L T R E G. I'm a bunch of things that i work on uh one of them is a weird simpsons and one piece mashup podcast called go man's dawn that's one that you're listening to right now uh but you can find most of my stuff at dot com or just look for at coltreg that's k-o-l-t-r-e-g our cover oh yeah shit fuck our cover art is by colt hoskins c-o-l-t-h-o-s-k-i-n-s does a great job drawing these covers and I 
I always look forward to what he is going to do and uh, how he interprets things. Uh, Big Daddy Arlong is a great design, and I'm looking forward to whatever color accompanies this. Uh, you can find the podcast at Domancedon, D-O-H-M-A-N-C-E-D-A-W-N dot com, which leads you to our Tumblr where we post new episodes. If you enjoy the show, leave us a review. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at, at Domance, and I think that kind of wraps it up. Uh, next week, uh, we've got a big character's return. Actually, a bunch of characters return, and also we get to meet Daddy. Not not Big Daddy, but the other Daddy. Regular, regular Daddy? Regular Daddy. <laughs> The character whose first name is actually Daddy. The artist known as Daddy. Mm-hmm. So, we will see you then. Safe sailing.